to me, life without God is worthless. It's meaningless. And so it hurts to see people, myself included, struggle with God. The chances are you never really will understand until you've been broken. And that's where the beauty of this friendship is, because there is wholeness in being broken by God and being broken by grace. Welcome to the Broken by Grace podcast. Hello everyone. Morning everyone. Well, it's morning here. But how's everyone doing? Good to have you guys back. Welcome to episode two of the Broken by Grace podcast. Um, Always an honor, always a privilege to be able to speak um, about God's word. Um, And last, um, the last episode on salvation, I hope that was really helpful. I mean, I did get some really good positive feedback that it helped a few people. So as always, I'm honored, I'm humbled. Um, You know, like I say, just a vessel. So um, we thank God. That, that helped. I hope everyone has had a great week um, and I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's staying safe. Um, and yeah, so we're going to go to this week's episode and we're going to talk about prayer. Um, yeah, prayer. I feel like it's impossible for me or for anyone to sit down and give like a whole load down on prayer because, um, first of all, because revelation is continuous and it's progressive. And, you know, it's not, we never have like the full revelation of something at once like god is always revealing himself that's 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 just how god is that's his nature um, and two because i mean time so um i'm just gonna do my best as much as god has helped me and god i just ask and i just pray that as i speak that your that your anointing be upon me that your that your spirit rest upon me that you allow me to speak only what you want me to speak and as you would have me speak i ask that you help me to speak with simplicity and with clarity and that as i speak that there will be power that will flow through these words that will transform change lives my own included for your good and for your glory alone in jesus name amen so yes we're gonna be talking about prayer it's really exciting to talk about this because prayer is something that if you come from a Nigerian, from a, let me say, well, Nigerian, yeah. If you come from a Nigerian household, maybe any household, really, but if you come from a Nigerian, um, Nigerian background, you probably have had some experience where, like, you know, you have to wake up in the morning for, like, morning devotion. And then, you know, you have to, like, sort of, like, wake up. And then, you know, your parents will sit you around, maybe, like, a bed or on a table. Or they tell you to pray. And then, you know, you pray these really long prayers. And you're really not sure what you're doing. But, you know, you just do it so you don't get smacked in the face. Anyways, that was me for, like, the longest time. That was me for a lot of years, man. Like, my parents wake up in the morning. And I'll just be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I remember there will be some mornings that my dad would have come into the room to wake me up. To say, have you prayed? And literally from my bed. I'll just jump and say, yes, 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 yes. But, I mean, I haven't prayed. I haven't even said a word of prayer. So yeah, you know, growing up in with that, um, I mean, it was good. It is good, you know, because the Bible says you should teach your children the way that should that they should go, and when they are old, they won't depart from it. So it is good that we had all those things, right? But there's so much more to God. There's so much more to a relationship with God than just being performative. It has to be like a deep. You have to have a revelation of what it is that you're actually doing for you to do it and it's sustained for it for you to sustain whatever it is that you do whether it's prayer whether it's praise whether it's worship whether it's intimate time whether it's um whether it's whatever it is 
you have to have a revelation of what it is that you do because that's what then makes you build on a solid foundation you can only build upon the rock of revelation anyways let me go to that so yeah prayer um so essentially what's prayer you know we all have the usual definition that is correct which is that prayer is communication with god um i personally believe that prayer is one of the ways that we touch heaven man there's some ways that we touch heaven there's prayer there's praise which is also a form of warfare um there's consecration which basically just means where you deny yourself where you where you separate yourself and you just do that as a form of consecration to god i believe god sees that and it really touches god's heart Um, but prayer is one of those ways that we touch heaven when we pray and we pray with with our hearts um we touch heaven there's there's few things that the bible tells us to do always right one of them is prayer the bible says jesus tells his disciples that and we told them the parable parable and says to this end that men always men ought to pray always and not to faint so there's very 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 few things that you know the bible tells us to do when when um the bible says to do always and prayer is one of those things um as always a lot of scriptures that i'm going to read um so please um pardon me but please flow please flow along flow along um bible tells us in philippians chapter 4 verse 6 it says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god so prayer is a portal through which we can let god know what is on our hearts now the funny thing is god knows everything right like paul was just giving us like a a how do i put it it's just like a free pass because God already knows everything. The Bible says somewhere else, I don't remember where it says, I think it's somewhere in Matthew, when Jesus is speaking about the lilies and the valleys, the lilies and, and, and you know, the, um, and how he calls them so beautifully. He actually says, your father knows that you have need of these things, right? So it's not like God doesn't know, like God actually already knows. But he says, through prayer, you can come to me and let your request be made known. Now, this um this position this this portal through which you come to me is an antidote for something it's an antidote for your anxiety right so it says do not be anxious for anything but let your request be made known unto god so prayer is actually an antidote for anxiety and for worry um and there's different types of prayer i should mention at this point you know there's this communion prayer where you just spend time with god and you just speak to god on your own um there's battle prayer where you're actually like in warfare, like it's actual warfare that would involve sip, like that would involve a lot of, yeah, I mean, prayer always involves a lot of, um, a lot of bombarding the heavenlies, but you know, there's actually something that you are going to God about. You bombard the heavenlies. There's, there's that type of warfare. And of course there's intercessory prayer, which is where you intercede on behalf of someone. Um, communion prayer, we all do that, you know, um, Paul tells us that if you pray in spirit, you edify yourself. That's just between you and God. Um, the Bible speaks about how Moses, you know, spend time in God's presence, just talking to God face to face. Battle prayer is where we have issues like Daniel, where Daniel had to fast for 21 days and he had to pray, he had to bombard the heavenlies. Same thing with, you know, was with Paul when he was in the shipwreck, where he had to actually fast and deny himself so that he could keep the souls of the people that were on the ship with him. Um, intercessory prayer, we have that all over the Bible. Moses did the same thing for the Israelites when they were murmuring and Moses had to go, same thing with um, Aaron and with Miriam. You know, he had to stand in the gap for them. He had to sort of offer prayers up for them. Job did this for his children too. So we have all types of prayer spread across the Bible. But 
the principle in each and every one of these prayers, especially in the New Testament, the principle of prayer is exactly what I want to just draw as God has helped me. As far as I know, as far as I can say, and however long this podcast is going to be. Again, like I always say, I don't know everything. Um, it's just what the light that I have is the light to which we speak. And I know that as, as we grow spiritually, as we grow with God and understanding, that light would only increase. Um, and I think the first thing I want to point out as God has explained to me, is that every prayer must be done in faith. Every prayer must be done in faith. The Bible tells us that without faith, it's impossible. Like, it, there is no chance. It's impossible to believe God. And really, what is faith? Faith is, I mean, this is a whole episode, but faith is basically just believing in the unseen, believing that the thing that you are praying for has actually materialized the bible says that we're looking not at the things that are seen but the things that are unseen so faith just means not being not being it doesn't mean you don't build it it doesn't mean you don't acknowledge what the position that you are in the bible says abraham accepted the fact abraham recognized the fact that his body was was as it were was medically impossible to conceive but abraham believed god so faith is just a position where you know, you believe in the thing that you haven't yet seen. It's the substance of things hoped for. You believe that, yes, I'm going to hold on to this to this conviction that I have, even though I don't see it yet. That's just what faith is. So faith is is basically we're not getting we're not going to be bogged down by what we see. We accept that what we see is fact, but we hold on to the unseen as truth. That's what faith is. So it's impossible to come to God for anything without faith. Um Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 as I was saying it says but without faith it is impossible to please God that word please also means that it also means to be to be acceptable to become to God to be acknowledged by God that's what it means to please God that's another translation without faith it is impossible to be acknowledged by God he says for he that comes to God must believe that's that word again believe 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 must believe that he is that means you must believe that God actually exists. Now, the reason why that is important is because you're believing in the existence of God also because you can't pray to something that you don't believe exists. If you don't believe that something is there, you can't if you don't believe that your car is there, you're not gonna you're not going to drive it. You must believe that it actually is there. You must believe that God actually exists as the God of all, as the omnipotent God, as the Alpha, as the Omega. You must believe that God actually is. Going back to um, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 it says you must believe that he is one and that he's a rewarder two of those that diligently seek him three that's three things there you must believe that God first is that God exists you must believe that God is a rewarder now that is so important because a lot of us myself included for the longest time we have just prayed to God as a mechanical operation you know where we just pray why exactly are you praying? Do you actually believe that God is going to reward you for what you have prayed for? Do you believe that God is going to reward you for the time that you have sown in his presence, soaking in his presence? You must believe that for every minute, every word of prayer, there is a reward. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. There is a reward for everything every word of prayer that you offer up to heaven and you must believe it and you must hold on to it so if you pray about something and you don't see the answers to the prayer you can actually go back to god and say hey man baba there is a reward for this 
prayer i haven't seen the reward what like what's going on the bible says god is telling he's telling the people he says prove your cause prove your cause come and plead your case there is a reward for every prayer and he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him now it's okay to seek god right the bible says you should seek his face you know if you knock the door will be opened you just seek and you shall find but in prayer there's certain depths where you must not just seek god but you must seek god diligently i can only think i mean i can think of so many examples but the one that comes to mind right now is elijah he shuts up the heavens james speaks about him and says he's a man with like passions like you and i but he prayed earnestly that word earnestly also can be used, can be translated as diligently he prayed with diligent fervor what that means is you keep going back you keep going back you keep going back another example elijah had to tell his servant to go seven times seven times he kept on going back and said no i haven't seen the reward of this prayer i'm going to keep praying he kept on going back until he saw what even he didn't even see the rain he just saw that something had changed and he's like yes now this thing has clicked now it's time to go same thing happened with daniel 21 days he's waiting for the for for an answer to his prayer for the first day he sees nothing he has no no answer keeps praying second day no answer keeps praying and sometimes that's the nature of 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 the battle that we're in you pray for something and you do not see the answer of the first day or the second day or the third day or the fifth day or like arab you don't see the we don't see the reward the answer to what god has said for 25 years or 20 years however long it was i don't remember 25 years so you know this is this is why scriptures like this put things into perspective because we're actually in a spiritual battle the Bible speaks about how we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness set in heavenly places. We are in war. Like prayer is actually war. Like it's 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 real. But you know, when you come to God, when you pray, you must believe that God is a God is first of all, you must believe that God exists. Because then you're not praying to empty air. You're actually praying to a God that is real. You must believe that God exists and that God is a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him now each time we pray we have to understand that we are praying to god as he is as we think i mean god as it were god is three in one right so there's god the father there's god the son and there's god the holy spirit so we're praying to god we're praying to the godhead but the godhead is three in one and each one of them have their own functions now so it's okay to just say oh god help me you know and pray to god that's very accurate but for your prayer to be effective and to be to be effectual so you can pray and then you can pray with precision there's two types of there's there's prayer where we just pray oh god you know we just pray general prayers but if you want your prayer to actually to be to be effective the bible says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much what that means is that there's prayer that is not effectual and there's prayer that is not fervent and the result of that is that it would not do much so if you want your prayer to actually be effectual and to be fervent there's some things that you must do like i said number one is you know faith faith is so important number two is you know you must walk in love because god is love there's no walking in love just means forgiveness bible speaks about how you know if you have it if your brother have hurt against you when you come to pray leave that prayer go and set to the, the go and set to you know go and set to your 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 problem with your brother and then come back 
so there's those those require i mean i can't speak on everything now so but those things are there but with regards to prayer there are three key things that i want to i want to identify and the first one is that you must acknowledge all three persons of the godhead you must you must all three of them must be involved it's so important it is so so important so important i can't overemphasize it because you are praying to a god imagine just think about this you come to a king right you want you want a king you want something from a king you must first of all before you even say ah dear king please i need this you must first of all acknowledge that king and you must do pay some obeisance in the yoruba kingdom you would double it flat right what that means is you acknowledge the king as sovereign you've acknowledged his presence the same thing applies when we go to prayer before we even come and say god please i need this you first of all you must acknowledge god not acknowledgement means you must you must pay obeisance you must first say okay my father and my god here i am now for your prayer to act for you to actually do this you have to understand that there are three persons of the godhead as i said there's god the father there's god the son and there's god the holy spirit now you must first of all confess your sins through the blood of jesus now this is so important first peter chapter 3 verse from first peter chapter 3 verse 12 the bible says peter tells us it says for the eyes of the lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto the prayers to their prayers but the face of the lord is against them who do evil is against them who sin the reason why we confess our sins is because the bible tells us that if we confess our sins he god is faithful and is, he's just to forgive us from all our sins that's first john chapter 1 verse 9 he's faithful to cleanse us from all our sins god cannot behold iniquity god cannot behold sin so if we if we are coming to god to plead for something we must come through the blood of jesus christ before we even start praying before we even start praying the bible tells us in proverbs chapter 20 26 verse 28 verse 13 it says he that confesseth his sins shall not prosper but he or he that covereth his sins shall not prosper rather but he that confesses his sins and forsakes them shall have mercy that's proverbs chapter 28 verse 13 we have to confess our sins because God cannot behold iniquity. And the thing about it is, when we confess our sins, we come not in our righteousness, but in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, who is a spotless, perfect lamb. So God then can behold us. God then can have his ears open to our prayers because we have confessed our sins. Now, primarily, that is the part that Jesus Christ plays in our prayer. Primarily. Primarily. Is more is more than that, but primarily. So we come by the blood of Jesus Christ, we confess our sins, so that God can then open his ears, can then behold us, and can then give us access into the holies of holies. In the old testament, you could not even enter the holy place. You could not. The priest first there was the outer court, there was the holy place, and there was the most holy place. The priest would have to observe all kind of ceremonial laws. And then they enter the holy place, they would start to sprinkle blood sprinkle blood they start to sprinkle blood that's the consecration that's the sacrifice that's the confessing of our sins because we are cleansed by the blood the blood in the old testament is also it was is a it's a it's a type of the blood in the new testament it was supposed to sort of replicate what we do now by the blood of jesus christ the blood that jesus christ shed 
was replicated as it were in the old testament by the blood of the lamb that they used to sprinkle which was a kind of it was kind of you know just trying to sanctify sanctify the prayer sanctify the holy place sanctify that place so that whoever comes in comes in and is able to minister in the presence of god if you have not offered that sacrifice if you have not offered that sacrifice you cannot enter the holy place that was in the old testament it's the same thing now if you have not offered that sacrifice if you have not now that jesus has offered that sacrifice i should say if you have not come by the blood you cannot enter the presence of god it's impossible it's impossible which is so i should just say which is why when you go to church right church is more than just a building but when you actually enter into church you're entering into god's presence the first thing you must do is you must confess your sins because then you do not come in yourself you come in the purity of jesus christ so the first thing you do when you pray is you confess your sins it's 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 a must the second thing you must also understand is that every prayer must be to God the Father. And you must start by acknowledging Him. I know there's some people who believe in you know, praying to the angels and praying to the Holy Spirit and praying to your, I don't know, all that stuff. That I mean, the Bible tells us point blank that every prayer must be to God the Father. And you must start by acknowledging Him. Jesus actually says this in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9. He says, um, after this manner, pray ye therefore. After this manner is so important. He sets out the template. Our Father who art in heaven. Again, that's acknowledging God. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. That kingdom come that will be done. And give, blah, blah, blah. Give us this. It must be. Our prayers must be to our Father. Not to some angel. Not to not even to some you know i don't know whatever it must be to our father because he's the one that possesses everything he's the all he's the one with power he's the one that possesses the earth he's the creator of the heavens and the earth the bible says in 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 psalm 138 verses 2 to 3 this is david speaking about again how we acknowledge our father psalm 138 verses 2 and 3 it says i will worship towards thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth for thou has magnified thy word thy word above all thy name now this is why it's so important for us to actually know the word of god kind of getting a little bit i'm guessing a little bit ahead of myself but this is why the word of god is so important because we must pray with the word of god we must pray with the word of god now let me let, let me let me hold on to that for a bit when we pray to our father the next thing is that we must then yield to the holy spirit the holy spirit is so important because the bible tells us that we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the holy spirit does romans chapter 8 verse 26 to 27 it says likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, the Spirit itself, the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So this is where we yield to the Holy Spirit. It's not okay to just come. It's not enough, I should say, to just come into God's presence. I just, you know, have a long register of things you want to pray about. Oh, God, this and oh, God, that. And oh, God, please turn me around and all that. 
I mean, that's great. I'm not dismissing that. I'm not knocking down the head, but I'm saying there is a better way to pray. There is a more effectual way to pray, which is where we yield to the Spirit, which is where we yield to the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Usually, this would involve, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit can tell you, okay, pray about this. And then, you know, you go on and then you pray about this. But, however, how much prayer can you actually pray in your understanding? Like, with your words. How much prayer? There's, there's only so much you can pray. Which is why God gave us the gift. The Spirit gives us the gift of speaking in tongues. Because when we speak in tongues, it's not us that is praying. It's the Holy Spirit that is praying. We are just the vessels. He is actually the one praying through us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, the Bible tells, Paul tells us, it says, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man can understand what he's saying, because he's speaking mysteries. He's speaking mysteries in the spirit. In First Corinthians chapter fourteen, um, chapter fourteen, verse fourteen and fifteen, Paul then says again, says, "For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays." That's the Holy Spirit is praying. But if I pray, my understanding, sorry, but my understanding is fruitful, is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing in the understanding also. So this is why the Holy Spirit is so important in our prayer. It's great that we come with our words and we just, you know, say, God help me and God this. I need need that. Great. That's great. That's lovely. That's great. Paul actually says we should do that. We should pray with the understanding. We should pray with our words. However, it is so much more effective when we just pray in the spirit because the spirit even, the spirit knows what we should pray about. He, Paul actually says we do not even know what we should pray for as we should. Like we actually have no clue. It's so funny sometimes I find myself praying with my words and I'm like, hold on a second. First of all, you don't even know that you should be praying about this. Why are we just pray in the spirit? And this is where the Holy Spirit comes in because he gives us the, the, the um, he gives us tongues as the avenue to pray through which he's praying through us, I should say. And it's so important that we hold on to tongues because tongues are so, it could be tongues, it could be groanings. Groanings are just deep sighs, you know, when you don't have any words. There have been some times in my life where I I cannot even utter a word. Like, I can't even say a word. I can't, I can't even pray in tongues. There's some times like that where the burden in your heart is so strong that you cannot utter a word. All you can do is just groan, sigh. But that's still a prayer. There's sometimes when you can't even say a word. Your prayer is your tears. I kid you not. David actually said this. He says, look at my tears. See my tears and keep them in your bottle. Your prayer is actually your tears. Because prayer is, is much, it's much more than just coming and saying, my God, please, I need this. And God, please help me with this. And God, please, you know, that's fine. That's great. But the Bible clearly tells us that we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Don't think you're smarter than the Bible. Don't think you're smarter than Paul, who's telling us that we don't even know what we should pray for. You might be going through something and you think that's what you should pray for. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. We need to be foolish enough to obey the scripture. We have to actually submit to the Holy Spirit, who knows what is in the mind of the Father, who knows how to make intercession for us according to the will of God. How? By tongues. Now, tongues is a whole other episode that I'm going to have to do by the grace of God as God helps me. But I believe this is so important. Remember the three things I said. One, you come by the blood of the Lamb. You come by the blood of Jesus Christ. Two, you're praying to God, acknowledging God as sovereign, acknowledging God as the giver of all things. 
and then three you then yield to the holy spirit who gives you utterance by tongues now having said that i do not intend on saying that all we do is come into god's presence and just pray in tongues no 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 no. that's not what i'm saying there's like paul said i will pray in the tongues i will pray in tongues and i will pray in the understanding and i will pray with words the reason why is because when we pray in tongues um our, our, our minds don't understand anything that's it's the holy spirit that's praying but when we pray with words we can have some faith to hold on to to say oh i prayed about this today and that is so important however it's not enough to just pick up the bible or just pick up whatever and just be saying anything and just say oh god please i need this god please give me money god please give me fifty thousand like that's great but there is a more effective way again remember the scripture the effectual fervent prayer which means it's possible for there to be it's possible for there to be prayer that is not effectual and that is not fervent it's the effectual fervent prayer and that's the focus of this episode as god has helped me now we have to make prayers according to the will of god according to the will of god and I've been in a position several times where it's like, how do I know what the will of God is? How do I know what the will of God is? How do I know what the will of God is? And I've been in so many positions where people go back and forth about the will of God. Is this the will of God? Is this the will of God? And God literally has helped me in this in this so many times. And God just tells me, if you want to know my will, look at my word. As simple as that. Now, people again will then say, oh, how do you know the will of God if you're supposed to buy this car? supposed to buy that car or how do you know the will of god if you're supposed to take this exam or go to this country or go to that country it doesn't say that's in the word of god well um that isn't correctly true i i have to say because everything every event in your life everything that can happen in this life is written hidden in the in the word of god they're just in types and shadows now i say that carefully because this is where faith comes in faith tells us that you can go to the word of god right declare any portion of this word any portion of this word over your life any portion any portion remember the scripture i read at first that god has magnified his word above his name take anything in this word and declare it over your life and faith mandates that it must come to pass that's how powerful the word of god is now to understand the will of God, you have to understand that it is in the word of God. Remember, again, I'm saying this again, the effectual fervent prayer. There's a pattern. Effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man will avail much. So, to understand the will of God, you have to know that God doesn't even want us to be ignorant of what his will is. Which, is, which again, is why he gave us his word. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of God is. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Be not trans- be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renew- renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove. Prove means you may be able to show, you may be able to live out what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So God actually has a will. That is so important. I keep on saying this. God actually has a will. And to find out what the will of God is, you have to go to the word of God. Because it's the word of God is what, that's the only thing you can take to God I say, God, look, this is what your word says, man. You have to come through because this is what your word says. I'm not just praying my head. This is actually what your word says. And each time you come to God with his word, God is bound by that word. 
because again the bible says that he has exalted his word above his name that is so important his word is so powerful because in psalms 107 chapter psalm 107 verse 20 psalm 107 verse 20 he says he sent his word he sent his word and healed them all and delivered them from all their destruction look again i have to read that he sent his word so that means you can actually send the word of god ahead of you ahead of your life ahead of your circumstances you can actually send the word of god it has to be his word not your word not your desire not what you feel like it has to be god's word so we have to send the word of god through prayer through prayer that's what makes it effective you must send the word of god now so when we pray yes we come by the blood of jesus christ confessing our sins yes we acknowledge god yes we pray in the spirit but yes we must also pray the word of god we must also declare the word of god we must also declare the word of god it is so important because the bible tells us in second timothy chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 this is paul speaking to timothy he says all scripture again the scripture is the word of god all scripture is given by the inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness now here's the key part that the man of god may be made perfect thoroughly furnished unto every good furnished unto every good work that word perfect means complete what that means is when you take scripture when you read scripture when you declare scripture in prayer you are making yourself become even more complete as an individual you are building yourself up when you declare the scripture over your life you are actually declaring god's will over your life so let me make this practical if you're dealing with finances you you're, you're dealing you're struggling with finances how do i know the will of god how do i know if god wants me to accept this job or that job again remember you have to remember the character of god this is why it's so important for you to read your bible because the character of god will tell you that god doesn't want you to work in a job where your marriage will suffer or where you know your walk with god will suffer if your job is working you from nine to ten and you know they call you at three in the morning and you your your prayer life is struggling god you already know that's not even god's will for you so you have to remember the character of god whenever you want to know what the will of god is i feel like the will of god is another episode but let me focus on the point i'm trying to make the point i'm trying to make is we must always 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 go to the word of god so to make it practical if i'm dealing with lack of finances i go to the scripture i open the scripture look for every word that promises me abundance my, the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he has given me all things he's given us all blessings in heavenly places when you walk through the wilderness i shall be with you you know my, the lord shall supply all my needs we have to think of the promises he made to abraham go and find every scripture in the word of god or as many as you can find the bible tells us that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word shall be established every word shall be conformed so you go to the scripture open the scripture find out scriptures that 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 promise you prosperity and divine provision you're dealing with healing health issues 
go to the scripture open the scripture find out scriptures that promise you health divine health with long life i shall satisfy you you know your your you sh your eyes shall not grow dim he that waits on the lord that he that waits upon the lord shall renew their strength as the eagles you know i will that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers find those scriptures you declare those scriptures over your life again in addition to your prayer in the spirit because the spirit knows exactly what you should pray for in addition to your prayer in the spirit if you're dealing with relationships this is so practical. If you're if you're trying to, you know, decide, oh, should I marry this person? Should I not marry this person? Should I date this person? Should I not date this person? Again, remember the character of God. God does not want you to be in a relationship that is toxic, that's abusive. You should not be unequally yoked with anybody who's not a Christian. I don't care what you say, that's what the Bible says. So, you know, you think about these things. You should not be in a relationship that's leading you towards lust and towards fornication. You should not be in a relationship where you're having sex before marriage. Things like that. You know that that's the character of God. Okay, fine. I know the character of God from his word. How do I then declare the will of God over my life? You go to the scripture. You begin to declare over your life, I am not unequally yoked. I, um, you know, if it's a woman that you're looking for, that you're trying to date, you know, I... I, I declare over my life a woman that is submissive, a woman who is grave, a woman who, who knows the will of God. If it's a man that you're looking for, you declare that I am I am helped, you know, I find a helper that is meet for me. You know, you declare, go to the scripture, look at people like Boaz. You pray for the spirit of Boaz, you pray for the spirit of a Daniel, one who's a leader. Well, no, not because my name is Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's actually a good guy, guys, relax. Daniel is a good guy in the Bible. <laughs> You know, if, if it's a relationship, you go, you pray for the spirit of a Boaz, the spirit of a Daniel, the spirit of a David, a man after God's own heart. You declare those scriptures over your life because you have seen templates. You have seen examples of those people in the word of God. In the word of God. That's how we get this thing done. That's how we get prayers. That's how we get results to our prayers. Again, in addition to praying with the spirit, you then go to the word of God and you declare and you pray the word of God. So if let me give you an example. So if I'm a woman and I'm praying for a relationship, I would pray in the spirit for however long it is. Again, most of my prayer will be in the spirit because the spirit knows what we should pray. So at the very end, or maybe at the very beginning, I'll just say, God, I declare over my life, I pray for the spirit of David, a husband with the spirit of David, a man after my own heart. If you're a woman, you pray, God, I pray for a Proverbs 31 woman, a woman who is a virtuous woman, a woman who prays her husband in the gates. You pray that over your life. If you need healing, you say, God, I declare that indeed that my eyes shall not grow dim. My youth shall be renewed like the eagles. Again, these are scriptures I'm praying. If you're praying for divine protection, you declare that he that abides under the shadow of the almighty, he that dwells. He that, what's the scripture? Why am I forgetting? <laughs> he that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I declare that a thousand shall fall on my side and ten thousand on my right hand. They shall not come near me. If you're looking for, um, for peace, you declare that the peace of God shall reign over my heart. You declare that God's peace, perfect peace, shall reign over me. If you're looking for favor, you declare that with the shield, with the, God shall encompass me with favor round about like a shield. The point is, even when you don't have a particular scripture that, you're, that you go and you say, okay, God, I hold on to the scripture, you can go to a particular story and you can tap into the blessing. For example, we pray for the blessing of Abraham. We're not actually quoting a scripture per se, but we're quoting the grace. We're praying for the grace that was upon Abraham. 
the grace that was upon Abraham. So if I'm going through some affliction, I can pray for the grace that was upon Paul to come upon me. The same grace that Paul said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus. Yes, your grace is sufficient for your grace is sufficient enough for me to overcome this affliction. If I'm going through, you know, if I need an increased level of anointing, I can pray for the grace that was upon David that God you anoint my head just like you anointed David. All kinds of scriptures, guys. So it doesn't have to be. I mean, it can be a particular scripture, but it can also be a particular grace upon a particular individual. Now, how do we know that this is possible? I'll give you an example and i just end because it's such a long episode. Oh my goodness. How do I, because people will say, well, how can you pray for the grace? I'll give you an example. So, the story, um, you have a story of Saul, where Saul is going after David. And then Saul sends his messengers to go and pick up David. Now, David had known that Saul was coming after him. So, David went and David ran to Samuel, who was a prophet. Now, Samuel and the prophets were together. They were prophesying. So, when Saul sends his men the first time to go and pick up David, those men enter and they, you know, they, they encounter Samuel. And because Samuel and the prophets are prophesying, those men, the messengers of Saul, start to prophesy. They go back to Saul and say, Saul, something's happening now. Saul sends another group of men. Those same men, they encounter someone and the prophets that are prophesying. Those men begin to prophesy. Ah, Saul sends a third company of men. A third company. Those men meet Samuel again. And the guys that are prophesying, the prophets that are prophesying. Those men that, Paul, that Saul sends, they start to prophesy. Now, Saul is like, ah, ah, this makes no sense. What's going on? Me, Saul, a whole king. Saul then carries himself, comes after David, himself, a king. Saul, when he meets someone and the prophets, Saul himself begins to prophesy. What am I saying? Graces are contagious. If you are going, whatever you are going through, whatever you are going through, whatever you are going through, if you pray enough, if you pray to such a degree that the anointing and the grace of God comes upon you, even though that grace was released in 2 BC, in Abraham's time, that grace can come upon you because it's the same Holy Spirit that brings that grace. So, that's such a long episode. I'm so sorry, guys. What am I saying? Prayer, through prayer, we can touch heaven. Through prayer, we can touch heaven. We must, we want to pray, we must first of all come by the blood of Jesus Christ. That gives us access into God's presence. When we come by the blood of Jesus Christ, we then take the word of God and we declare the word of God over our lives, over our circumstances, whatever it is that we're praying about, because that word is powerful. That word is the will of God. I tell you that categorically. The word of God is the will of God. Because the Bible says all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. And then when we take that, when we have the word of God, we also then yield to the spirit of God, to the Holy Ghost, through tongues, through groanings, you know, through just having utterance, divine utterance as led by the spirit of God. Because the Holy Spirit cannot lead you to pray about something that is bad. So when you, lead to the, when you yield to the Holy Spirit, you are being led by the spirit. And so if we walk after the spirit, shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh so when we do that we have a combination of the blood of jesus christ the word of god and the power of the holy spirit 
through that we have acknowledged all three persons of the Godhead and that's how we touch heaven through prayer and so I'm just going to pray so Heavenly Father thank you so much for a privilege thank you so much for the privilege to be in your presence thank you so much for for your hand that is upon each and every one of us father we just come and ask that you open up our hearts open up our minds open up our spirits so that we continually yield to your presence we continually yield to you we continually and increasingly take hold of this wonderful gift of prayer that you are given to each one of us through which we have access into the holies of holies through which we have access into your presence and we ask that you open up our eyes you open our understanding and that you increase our desire for prayer you increase our appetite for prayer so that we'll be able to change our lives we'll be able to change the world for your glory for your glory and for your kingdom father we thank you because you know that indeed you are a good father so we just ask for each and every one of us that is believing you for anything in this new week that as we go forth in this new week we go forth in your power we go forth in your presence and we go forth with your spirit thank you heavenly father we worship and we bless and we adore you in jesus name we've prayed amen thank you guys so much for listening please feel free to share with someone um and thank you guys for your support all the glory belongs to god see you guys on the next episode and remember i am just a vessel bye guys <laughs>